I'm here with Dr. Simon Benjamin, who works in Singapore at the CQT and in Oxford. Simon, your latest research is on quantum computing. Could you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah, definitely. So uh, a quantum computer is basically an exotic new kind of technology, uh -huh. perhaps the most uh, exotic thing we've ever tried to develop. Mm -hmm. And it's essentially an attempt to go back to the drawing board mm -hmm. and reinvent computing from scratch using some uh, recent understanding that we have of physics. Okay, so why would you want to do that? I mean, conventional computers are pretty powerful and they're only getting better. Yeah, so conventional computers are very powerful and they're getting better, they're amazing. Mm. But we think that there are certain kinds of tasks that a conventional computer will never be able to do. Right, okay, so what sort of things would those be? Well, one example is uh, code breaking. Mm. So we use codes to protect information. And of course, those codes have to be such that ordinary computers can't break them or there'd be no point. Right. But a quantum computer, because of its extra power and the different way it do, does things, mm -hmm. uh, would be able to break those codes, most of the world's codes. And is that a good thing? Well, it's, um, it's a good thing if you're an intelligence agency right. or something like that. But for us, I think it just shows us the power of the quantum computer. Uh -huh. And another example of something that they could do is that a quantum computer would be an amazing design tool. For designing things like... Well, it would allow us to design things that are hard to design with ordinary computers. Right. So, for example, if we wanted to invent whole new kinds of material, mm -hmm. stronger light material, something like that, without having to experiment in the lab, without trial and error, a quantum computer could potentially help us with that. Right, okay, so basically a quantum computer can achieve things that a conventional computer just exactly. can't. Yes, yes. Okay, great. So what's the progress like in the field? Okay, well, we've been working on it for, um, since, say, 1985, the com community as a whole has been working. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of amazing progress. But I have to say that up to now, we really only have what I would call toy machines. Uh-huh. What's that? Okay, so a toy machine is a machine with so few components. The, the basic component is actually called a qubit. Mm -hmm. And it has so few of those that it can't yet do the useful things that we want. Right. We need perhaps uh, a million qubits in order to do the kinds of things that, that we dream of. So you need a million. How close are you to... So far, we've got up to about uh, seven. Seven, right? <laughs> what's, the, what's the problem? Okay, so the problem is that um, the heart of a quantum computer must mm. be almost perfectly isolated from the rest of the world. Um, it needs to be isolated and controlled, and as we make the heart of the quantum computer bigger, more components, mm. that gets more difficult to achieve. Right, okay, so how do you, how do you achieve that? So uh, one kind of solution is what we call distributed quantum computing. Uh -huh. And this is the idea of making the overall big machine, the million qubit machine, out of lots of little pieces, mm -hmm. each of which only has a few components, and so is fairly easy to isolate and control. I see, so it's like a network of your toy computers. Yes, a network of the toy computers, really. Okay. Um, and the idea is that we only let them talk to each other when mm -hmm. they actually should be talking to each other, when we need them to communicate. That's also the challenge, because it turns out that it's pretty tough to make these guys talk to each other when they're separated from each other. Uh -huh. And we need to switch on and off the connections between the little pieces of the computer. Mm -hmm. Now, the best that uh, people think they can do in the foreseeable future is maybe to make that process work 10% of the time. So when we ask two pieces to connect with each other, they only manage to do that 10% of the time. So the best you can achieve is a 90% yeah, failure rate. Yeah, that's a 90% failure rate. I mean, <laughs> these, these, are, these are guesses, these numbers, but that's uh -huh. what the experimentalists are suggesting. But the good news is that if we can get it to um, succeed just 10% of the time in connecting the little pieces, mm -hmm. we've actually found ways to make the overall machine work perfectly. Okay, that's great. Mm -hmm. Well, how long do you think until the whole machine is working? Okay, well, what I prefer to say is that I think um, 
within maybe two or three years, we'll know whether this approach can work. Right. And then if the answer is yes, we're going to see rapid progress. Okay. And hopefully rapidly scale up to the big machine. Great. Well, I hope that in five years' time, we'll be hearing that a quantum computer is about to be built. Yeah, I hope so too. Thanks, Simon. Thank you.